5: Ready to check your feelings at the door?
1: Check it out. Check it out.
5: This is Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? We're bringing you facts and only the truth now. Am I Reister or Am I Wrong?
6: The NCAA Tournament is here. First weekend is over and people are already blaming the refs. Oh my God, and Tennessee fans crying about their seating should have been worried about the basketball game, including their head coach, Rick Barnes, who was crying about it on Monday and Tuesday. We have a new star, Shaheen Holloway, coach over at St. Peter's, won't be at St. Peter's long. It's a tragedy and a triumph in the same exact breath. Uh, Lessons in parenting. Uh, Ralph has a great story about uh, something that he has had to learn as a parent and uh, a flying Tesla. Bet you didn't know Teslas could fly. We have videos and we have idiots. Guess who did it? Hmm. Um, And a story that you're going to want to hear about from Harry Miller, uh, former Ohio State player. Uh, Yeah, this is a must talk about. But we will start, though, with the fact that I'm George Reister, he's Ralph Anderson, and this is Reister or Wrong. So, Ralph, the NCAA tournament, teams have lost and the blame game has started. Oh, the refs. The refs gave Arizona a game last night. TCU, there should have been a foul call. That was not a damn foul. They could have called him for backcourt. He tried to embellish it to draw a cheap foul Right before with the, the way he could win, the way TCU could win off of getting some Dwayne Wade free throws like they got against uh the, the Dallas Mavericks the first time they played him in in the finals when Dwayne Wade got his first championship, just let him shoot free throws until to to win the game. And now people are crying and belly aching over it. And I say, You had your opportunities, make your shots, don't try to blame the refs.
5: Okay. I have a question for Except you.
6: Except for the Baylor North Carolina game, that got ridiculous.
5: What if that dunk from Daley Care- Terry had counted?
6: Oh my god, dude! I was hoping that it would have counted, dude. Okay, okay. So for anybody that d- doesn't know, in the end the of regulation, there was a play where a TCU uh, point guard or guard is dribbling by half court. He tries to fake a foul, like falls down, loses the which, ball.
5: Which really, what are you doing? What? Why are you going toward half court? You got to get a shot off. You got to win exactly. the game. Exactly, because he was trying
6: to draw a foul. And then uh, he drops the ball. Arizona player picks it up, races to go uh, dunk the ball, dunks it probably 3 tenths of a 2 tenths of a second late, right? It goes into overtime, but if that dunk had counted, oh my god, that would have been one of the greatest endings to a basketball game ever.
5: Would you would you change your mind cuz that that was pretty aggressive defense. I I'm not sure in the wisdom of the like hip check cut off the the ball as it's going toward half court defense. They could have called a foul. Arizona could be sitting at uh, home they, right
6: now. No, they could have called a charge because, because college refs like calling charges like they like like they like air, bro. So li- listen, listen, people always want stuff to bail them out. There was no bailout right there. There was no bailout coming, and he almost lost the game for his team, and TCU just ran ran out of gas, and the better team pre- prevailed.
5: Yeah, I, I will agree with you that I think the better team prevailed. I think that people need to maybe stop sleeping on um, TCU basketball. They, they, they played really well. Arizona probably should have won that game by a lot more. That Benedict-Matherin dunk uh is one of the better ones of the, the tournament so far yeah and you see a bunch of Arizona fans saying well like they didn't give him an and one on that dunk you don't get an and one on that dunk the f- what
6: what do you mean you, it was a foul
5: you don't get it you you don't you you don't get to destroy someone's life and yes you do get an and one no you don't. yes you
6: yes you do I've seen it many many times bro so but how, do you, how would you judge the tournament so far? Because I think it's been freaking fantastic, except for Friday was a little bit of a dud in the, in the afternoon. I thought Thursday was great. Friday afternoon after the early games was awful. No, No close games. Saturday delivered in a major way. And yesterday was fantastic as well.
5: Uh, it, there's a little bit of everything for for everybody here. People who wanted to mock Tennessee fans, which Tennessee fans are collectively—I'm going to say—collectively basketball and football, the loudest fans on social media, in my opinion, in my experience, it is Tennessee fans. And so, for Tennessee fans to get so upset that they were a three and not a two, and then to have them lose in the second round, um, was pretty but funny. It's to- because
6: of their seeding, though, Ralph. And I'm like, no. The reality is, I told you, shut up and play basketball. Their their head coach Rick Barnes was complaining about their seating on Monday and Tuesday. Why are you still complaining about it? You already got to play Long Longwood. Stop being distracted. That's why they lost. I, so so if you are Tennessee, who was complaining about
5: their seating, right? And saying and saying that Iowa State is the team that 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 didn't even belong in the term. So they were saying like, not only did it was Tennessee seated too low, Iowa state didn't even belong in the tournament and AM belonged in like, they were trying to throw out as much evidence that the committee was corrupt as possible. So, And now Iowa state's still in the tournament. You're at home. It's, it's delicious exactly. for people who are into that sort of thing. So,
6: so, but, and then they were mad that Duke was a two seed, right? So, if Duke's not a two seed, maybe Kentucky gets bumped down or up or however, if Tennessee gets a two seed, they either have to play Cal state Fullerton and then Michigan state. And then, uh, and then Texas tech, which is brutal. And then uh, Gonzaga possibly, or would you rather have been a two seed and played St. Peter's? Nobody wants to play St. Peter's right now. Tate beaters beats Tennessee probably, especially with Rick Barnes coaching. So like this (laughs) fight, the belly aching over a two seed versus a three seed, it doesn't mean that you get an easier path. If we've learned anything, styles make fights in the NCAA tournament. So you just hope that you get teams that match up well with your style instead of, oh man, we need a two seed or a one seed. That doesn't mean that your path is easier. Some of it is luck of the draw, too.
5: I agree, and uh, the St. Peter's thing is the story. The tournament, obviously, people that follow basketball uh, like you and me, we uh, like I knew St. Peter's existed, but I didn't know where. Um, you've had the opportunity to interview Shaheen Holloway in the last week. Like everything, everything about what they're doing right now is a whole lot of fun. You got a Coach K and Izzo matchup, which is incredible. Um, there's just, there, there's a, there's a lot. And, and, and then the, the Iowa state thing, they played one of the hardest schedules. Um, then they won as many important big games as they lost. And I think you, you, you look at a team like that and they're, they're prepared they're, You're not going to surprise them with tough competition. You have a great team like Wisconsin that seems to always, um, just forget how to score, uh, in, in the tournament and, and well, now, they,
6: they 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 did lose their point guard too, so that that didn't help.
5: Yeah, but, the Memphis um, Memphis kind of oh, choking the brutal. game away against oh. Gonzaga, and then whatever that second half was in Baylor UNC, which I was out I was out amongst UNC fans watching that game, and and I think I think you and I have talked on the phone a few times, and every single time momentum is shifting. Um, I'm like, there's still no way this team can come back. And what in almost talk- every occasion, they've come back to tie the game. Yes. So I, I continue dude, to be
6: tricked. Dude, dude, North Carolina, and granted, I, I do think that the refs swallowing their, their whistles helped Baylor a little bit. But then UNC, North Carolina, they they just, like their booty cheeks got super tight, dude. They, they stopped shooting the ball. They were like passing up shots. They were like, Mm-mm, no, no, no. Let's hold on to the lead, and then they damn near lost the lead. But you, but you said the story of the 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 story of the tournament has been Shaheen Holloway, and this is kind of a tragedy and a triumph at the same time because when you watch them play, you clearly saw, especially in their. In their last game versus who did they play last? Uh, oh, versus Murray State. Murray State kept changing from man to two three to three to a one three one defense, and every time his team adjusted immediately. It didn't take them two three possessions, like they knew exactly what to get into. And he was clearly choreogra- uh, choreographing. Wait, how do you say that word?
5: Choreographing. choreographing
6: choreographing, uh, you know, everything that was going on with his team. And most importantly, his team stayed calm even when teams were coming back on them. Like yeah. It didn't matter. They still came out, made big shots. And this, he clearly looks like a dude who should have a big time job. All benefits included. Benefits and bonuses included. he's going to
5: make. So now. or After earning tens and tens of millions of dollars in brand recognition for St. Peter's, which people are going to remember this for a really long time, especially because it's the first like regular tournament since 2019. But think about it this way, George, if somebody was a house band in a club and they were killing it, I mean, like they, they, they were, they were just laying it down and everybody who went to that club really, really enjoyed it. And then a talent scout comes along and they see this band play in this club and they say like, oh, this band should be opening for, for, you know, one of my mega acts that I managed that's going out on like the road. Nirvana. <laughs> like Nirvana. Definitely go back and listen to the Nirvana episode of Rice or Wrong. It's the funniest thing that has ever happened. <laughs> um, but no, but if, if. You you would never say, oh, it's sad that that band got their um, recognition, that they got their break. You would never say that. You might say it's sad for the people who frequent this club, but we get into this whole thing of like, oh, now he's going to leave St. Peter's, and that's terrible for St. Peter's. Like, no, this is exactly what St. Peter's wanted when Dang. they hired him. This is more than they ever could have hoped for.
6: Yeah, true. True, right? that, that Now – you are right about about that that the best that they could have hoped for was to go to the tournament and then it was oh my god win when when a game you've already exceeded expectations win two games dude th- this is a financial windfall for their program which has under a million dollar budget for the entire year So and it's
5: going to make it a destination job for somebody else who's coming up
6: Yeah correct so now you're going to be like, oh, wow, you, you can actually win basketball games here at St. At Peter's. And that's a big and and I remember when we were talking about the economics of this for the Pac-12, like we're, we're talking about uh, them getting to the second round. This is like six years of two million dollars each or some somewhere around around there for the university. That's a big deal. That's a huge deal for uh, for the school. But then I look at the fact that Shaheen Holloway is going to be gone. Like, I I don't know how he stays around there because they can't afford to keep him. Two, two, uh, 266,000. The coach he beat in the first round, uh, John Calipari makes eight and a half million. So now, I would imagine that you end up putting Shaheen Holloway at $2.5 million. Like, you, you'll you just add a zero to whatever he's making. He'll be in the Big East or he'll be somewhere. He'll probably be at Seton Hall because their coach may may leave. He'll get a big-time job. And I'm happy for him, but it kind of sucks for St. Peter's, too, that as soon as you get get something nice, it leaves. But that was a great analogy, though, about the band, though.
5: Yeah, because then I mean that that venue gets to say, "Hey, this is where that famous house band used to play. Do you want to play here too?" Like that's it it, it. it all it all works out. Everybody gets theirs, and 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 he deserves to be compensated for for what he's accomplishing. So I don't, and that's not faulting coaches for for. Uh, coming up, the way that a, a musician would, or anybody in any other industry would, is the reason why it never hurt my feelings that players are looking to um, cash in on on their name, image, and likeness, which is something that's two decades overdue anyway. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not upset about him at all. This is my question to you, George, though, because the the Sweet 16 is very interesting. We're guaranteed to have at least one double digit seed in the Elite Eight because yeah, Miami is playing, playing. Iowa yeah. State. Yeah. Yep. Um, Which team do you think is the favorite right now? And which team are you rooting for the most?
6: Mm, Okay. (sighs) Okay, the team that's looked the best so far probably has to be like maybe North Carolina, even though that it actually, no, Providence. Providence probably looks the best so far. Um, Yeah, yeah. I think that they look the best. And, but every team that's won the tournament has had a nail biter at some point in time that I can remember. Like they had at least one game where there was like, whoo, whoo, whoo. We went down to the wire on that one. I mean, that may have been TCU versus Arizona, but then they're going to have Houston who's a defensive juggernaut. Um, I'm going to go with still the favorite as Gonzaga though, because Bro, it is hard because Chet Holmgren blocks so many damn shots. Drew Drew Timmy cannot be stopped. If he gets the ball in the paint, he's putting it in the bucket. So, and then Andrew Nemhart, the rest of the dudes, them dudes can shoot threes when they have to double team down and kick it out. It's a it's a tough machine to to stop, and it's gonna take a special team to be able to beat them.
5: I'm a uh, I'm looking at Texas Tech. And and the way that they play defense and think oh, that's a real like, shot, bro. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, and and if you go back and l- listen to our show on Friday, um, every prediction you you asked me to make, I think I was over. I got every single one of them wrong. So <laughs> definitely put your life savings on Duke when I'm about to say this. But I, I do think Texas Tech is for real. Um, I'm looking at them in Houston right now as two teams that that definitely uh, felt underseated. And deserve and um everything Houston, that they've got. Houston up to this has point. two
6: of their best players out. You, you know that, yeah. right? Which is yeah. wild. If they if they had a full complement of players with how hard they play, mm-mm, I, yeah. I wouldn't want no part of that, buddy.
5: Um and, and then the team I'm rooting for is Michigan. I, like I I don't oh, know what it is, yes. but every time that Juwan Howard is coaching on the sidelines, there's just this weird energy. Um and you saw that clip go viral of him, you know, comforting the uh, Tennessee player. And 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 then we obviously the issues from earlier in the season with Greg Gard and all that. I just the, the, he's a superstar, man. Yeah, he's a superstar dude, if like they him on the Villanova,
6: sideline if they beat Villanova. Oh, my God, dude, the world is going to explode, dude. They're they're going to hate him so badly, but. That's okay. Count me in. I'm always here for the drama. Um.
5: (laughs) Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search
0: FSR to listen live.
6: Uh, I guess final thing on the NCAA tournament is and as as it relates to St. Peter's, dude, every single year when the tournament comes along, I fill out a bracket and I end up rooting against my bracket. Like actively rooting against it. Like I look at it. I mean, I didn't pick St. Peter's to win one game. Now I want, it. but during the Kentucky game, and I think I had Kentucky in my lead Eight or Final Four. I don't remember, um, but I was actively rooting for St. Peter's against Kentucky, actively, and that went against everything. Um, like my, my Miami Auburn, nope, that didn't change because that's not a that's not an underdog story. Like that's not a a Cinderella where. Where people ask, "Oh, is Michigan a Cinderella?" No, Michigan's not a Cinderella, because you can't be Michigan and a Cinderella. Just like UCLA last year was an 11 seat. they weren't a damn Cinderella. You can't be UCLA and be a Cinderella. It's just not possible.
5: Right. I feel the same way about Miami.
6: Yeah, yeah. You, you're not a Cinderella. You're you are you are a half. You. you How many have have one your of your final Adidas four biggest
5: contracts? You you yeah. are a half. How many of your final four are left?
6: Uh okay, Gonzaga, Arizona. Um, yeah, that's it. Oh, Gonzaga, Arizona, and UCLA are left.
5: That's where I think I'm. I have three left: Arizona, UCLA, and uh, I want to say. Did you go? Did you go Auburn or Kansas? Auburn. Oh, Auburn's well, my one that's out.
6: Yeah. So then you went. You. So then you went Gonzaga or you went Texas Tech or Duke?
5: Duke. Oh. Duke. So three of mine are alive. Okay. Auburn's the one I lost.
6: Okay. Well, you still got a shot. Um, now, uh, lessons in parenting. <laughs> Ralph, go ahead and tell your story, my friend.
5: All right. So usually we do show prep and and we we talk about exactly what we're going to talk about. But this time I wanted to be able to tell George while we're recording this to get his reaction (laughs) to this. So uh, my kids get paid. um, My kids get paid their age per week. That is their allowance. So every time they have a birthday, their allowance goes up. But their allowance is contingent on like chores. Right. So as long as they're doing their daily chores, which like dishes, cleaning up dog shit in the backyard, um, practicing their instruments, stuff like that, as long as they get their chores done, then they get paid their age every single week. So my 13 year old gets 26 bucks every two weeks put into his account on a couple of occasions. He saved up almost a thousand dollars. He bought himself a Stratocaster and an amp. Bro, that kid is a financial whiz, bro. He saved $1,000? He's almost saved $1,000 two different times. Um, And then uh, his younger brother is a little more like, you know, impulsive with the – he's like, I have $5? How much is candy? $5? I want $5 worth of candy. (laughs) Right? So he he, he probably has – before this weekend, my oldest son probably had about $700 in his bank account. And his younger brother had like $60. So uh, my uh, niece is visiting from Arizona and she's 17 and they all went to Carowinds, which is a a theme park out here. And my wife dropped the three of them off at the theme park um, right when it opened in the morning. And as they're getting out of the car, she's like, Hey, go ahead, put your meals and, Anything else on your on your card? I'll reimburse you for everything at, when you're done. And so my kids are like, cool. And uh, and then she goes to pick them up ten hours later from the theme park. They had a great time. They're all like jacked up on sugar and adrenaline and and all that stuff. And and uh, <laughs> and she brings them home. And my middle son runs out to me and he's like, "You'll never guess what we did in the arcade." Oh Lord! And I was like, I was like, all right. Well, tell me. And he's like, we didn't play a single video game, but we were there for hours. Oh, my like, God. What were you doing in the arcade? They were then? playing ticket games. He goes, we were playing the claw machine. And he holds up four little Mario Brothers stuffed animals that are probably are five bucks me? each on, on Amazon, right? Five bucks each on Amazon, considering that they're Mario, so they're marked up, Yeah, you know. And he holds up four, and then, like, my oldest son had a couple, and my niece had a few. And, and I was like, you got those from the claw machine? And he's like, yeah, we played for hours. Oh, my God. And I was like, hours? What do you mean you played how do for you, hours? How the fuck do you play the claw machine for hours? Right, right. They, so he's like, we used 480 credits on the claw machine. Okay. And I was like, what is 480 credits? and he's like $300. My oldest son spent three... My oldest son, who is a saver, spent $300 on the claw machine in an arcade. And they got like a total of nine plush animals (laughs) that are all... About Are they those big. new
6: things, the the new um, uh, stu- stuffed animal things that everybody loves? I hope they're at least those.
5: No, it's like Toad and Luigi from Mario.
6: Okay, so and what was the explanation for this? And did you
5: reimburse them the 300 bucks? I don't know what to do here. I don't know what to do. So my niece was going to buy her own and her gift cards didn't work and i don't know if i told you this but over christmas her mother had sent our kids gift cards for their christmas presents well her, <laughs> i think her mom just goes to like walgreens and takes the gift cards off the thing and buys them i don't know she she gave them to us for christmas she gave them to her kid or whatever but i don't think she checks to see if the back tags have been ripped off so she just sending out gift cards that other people have already like torn the tag off of written the code down and spent the money on Oh my so god. So for Christmas, for Christmas my sister-in-law sent my kids empty gift cards. Right, just like zeroed out. And my wife was actually able to go through the company to get them reimbursed, but it was like a whole thing and it took months. Yeah. Okay. Um well so my niece shows up and and I don't know if this is the case because I was speechless when they told me and I haven't been able to talk to them about it since. I've just been like in awe of spending 300 Dollars on the claw machine, and uh, and and I guess like her gift cards weren't working, and so my son stepped in and he just dropped his like city card debit card and he's like I got it all, I think he just wanted to have like a baller move right, like bubbly in the in the in the club, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so okay. he drops his card and I don't want to make him feel bad for this, however. Holy shit.
6: Okay, so... Okay, so... Micah's how old now? 13? 13, yeah. Okay. So you are getting to that age where he's going to be out on his own having to, like, pay for things and stuff stuff like that. Dude, you are at the beginning... This is the first of many times that they are going to spend money and you're going to be like, what the fuck did you just do? So... So my so my 10-year-old, right? Uh two weeks ago, he was on punishment because he didn't turn something in from homework, right? So he had no video games, no nothing, right? So um, so he's upstairs, and I get a sneaky thing. I'm like, yo, I think he's on this damn game, right? So I have him come down. He's like, nah, I wasn't on the game. Okay, cool. Um st- it's kinda kinda sus, but I'm like, all right. You know, I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. Two days later, he knows he's not supposed to be on the video game. I am on. I'm doing my show on a Friday night. Right. All of a sudden. uh PlayStation purchases come come through and I'm looking at my. And so I hit my older son up. I'm like, bro, what's up with you? You just spent a hundred bucks on 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 Madden Ultimate Team Points? I was like, bro, aren't you supposed to be saving? I thought you wanted a car, blah, blah, blah. You're supposed to be saving up, blah, blah, blah. Dad, I didn't do that. Oh, my bad. Oh, oh my god. Your brother did this? Kaden, bro, what's up with you? He was Ten, like, How what? old is he? Ten. <laughs> what are you what are you doing? Nothing? Kaden, were you on the game? Yeah. Just just for a minute though. I was I was me- messing around with my ultimate. Team. Were you supposed to be on the game? No. Okay. So now and then the next question is what the hell it, like possessed you to buy $100 worth of Madden points on my card? It'd be different if you had done it on your own card. You did it on my card. This fool said. Dad. Damon had just gotten this super rare, rare card, and I, I wanted one, too. I was like, so, so we had to have a lesson on, on this. My 16-year-old son, going back to when he was like 13, 14, similar situation. Send him out somewhere with friends, right? All of a sudden, friends don't have money. So he's like, oh yeah, I told him I put him on my card, right? Okay, so so this goes back to another story. So he has a credit card and he has a debit card, right? Credit card is for emergencies or for stuff that I specifically allocate for, right? Right. And so so uh, so uh, he has a gold Amex, right? Okay. And, and my wife was like. Why in the world did you get him a gold Amex? Blah 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 blah. I was like, because it's free. I I have a platinum Amex, so you can just add another card, and it doesn't even cost another annual fee. But it's a gold card instead. So so like that's what he has. D- does that not make sense to you, Ralph?
5: I mean, as long as he's re- as long as he's responsible, it's no harm yes.
6: no foul. Like So, so, but, but we had a breaking in process. So he would, so he goes somewhere with it, with his friends. He's like, yeah, they're, they're going to Venmo me for it. I was like, bro, th- he had to learn lessons real quick. You got to get the money up front. And then, <laughs> and then I was like, and then the next thing was, okay, so why don't I have it? He's like, oh. My bad. I was like, no, 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 See, see, this is what you do. Here's the order of operations. You have to get them to understand if and they need to understand what is an approved purchase and what is a uh, I should probably ask mom or dad about that. Right. And he had to learn the I need to ask dad about this and then I need to collect the money. But I need to ask dad first, like, yo, dad. Um, yeah. You, you know, and i will be like, OK, cool. But get the money first, and then when you get the money, what do you need to do with the money? I shouldn't. I should not have to ask you. Needs to go directly to me. And so once we've gotten that ironed out, we're doing pretty pretty good. Except for oh my god, when this fool was in D D. C, (laughs) he went on a school trip to D C. Um, he spent. So we gave him like. 200 like 150 bucks in cash and then he has his credit then he had his card this fool was like going out to go eat eating appetizers and all kind of stuff like whoa 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 uh uh prince hakeem you gotta slow the hell down
5: it is okay so i'm gonna be fair to my son here it it was his money yeah we did say we'd re, like, we didn't clearly communicate. I think Correct. he's at, in the understanding right now that it is that he he's on the hook for that. And that if he wants any money back from his cousin, he's probably going to ask. And we, we did tell his little brother, like, Hey, he, he paid for you to have a hundred dollars on the claw machine. You gotta, you gotta pay him back to which my son was not super happy about. Cause he doesn't have a hundred dollars right now. So it was his money. And, and, it does feel really good it it objectively feels great to take the check it really does it's it, it is such a good feeling to have the ability to take the check to hook your friends up and just to pay the to pay yeah. the check right so like i i get it and i'm proud of him but also what are you doing though? You got to reimburse him, bro.
6: You because because you were not clear about the circumstances, you were not clear about it. But it definitely does need to be understood that any further violations of this, that, 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 that like if you can't be responsible enough to have enough common sense to be like, I think we've gone a little bit too far after we spent a hundred bucks on the claw machine. I think we've gone too far. Then after we spent 50 bucks on the claw machine, we've gone too far. Yeah. So
5: what pisses me off? What pisses me off is his did my 12 year old came home dehydrated from 12 hours out in the sun. And we asked him, he was like, what, why didn't you drink any water? And he's like, "Well, we're out and about. And I kept asking Micah to buy me a bottle of water. And he was like, just do, just drink with your meal. Just wait till it's mealtime. So like, he's being stingy with his brother, but he's about the water, but but he flexed. He he almost killed his brother who came home sunburned dehydrated, but he flexed in front of his cousin. Anyway, I sent you something. I sent you something in the chat and I want you to click on it. And I just want you to read the headline out loud. Because it's what this conversation reminds me of. And it's one of my biggest fears.
6: Oh, my God.
5: Okay. Uh, Kendrick Perkins' children
6: accumulate $16,000 worth of Fortnite charges on his credit card. Bro. This could have absolutely happened to me.
4: I would have.
5: uh, (laughs) Kendrick Perkins' son ran up a $16,000 bill. On his credit card on Fortnite, and Fortnite gave the money back. Yeah,
6: yeah, because they know that they they know that this happens to kids sometimes to parents, and they know that they have they had to put in some guardrails for like repeat charges and stuff like that. Bro, sixteen thousand in a month. He said he went to go buy something on his card and it got declined. He like, whoa, 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 this should not be happening. <laughs> like I've had that happen. And listen, listen, because of, you know, like a fraud alert or something. And there is nothing more embarrassing to me than when that happens. Like you confidently give the lady at the uh, the, the the waitress, the, the man or the woman uh, to, to pay for your expensive meal, maybe, or even not so expensive meal. And then they come back, ooh, excuse me. Um, uh, it's it's the, your car declined. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. I don't know who you're talking to. You you you, you, you ain't talking to me. No, nah, you try that again, lady. Ooh, excuse me, sir. Your car's declined. Listen, <laughs> that ain't no problem. Here is another one, Uh, but that immediately alarms me to WTF because this ain't right. supposed to happen.
5: Somebody did uh somebody I think it was um we, we, our trip to Arizona a couple of months ago, somebody uh skimmed one of our cards, and the bank caught it right away, but not before they bought a scope online for a an assault rifle.
6: Oh nice. <laughs> I was nice. like, that's your first purchase. <laughs> Dude, we I left my credit card at Dave and Buster's and they bought like five hundred dollars worth of
5: uh Oh, was it my son?
1: start listening
6: the next thing up, this story, I did not think that this story was that great until like you have to have all of the information to understand how great this story is. So out here in Cali in Echo Park, right? <laughs> White people don't really live in Echo Park. um. So that that's an important part of this story. So they decide to put on a Tesla rally because Teslas are fast. So people, they street race them and all of this stuff, like the same way that they do muscle cars, you know, Tesla clubs and all of this. So this story is not as great. So if you uh, are listening to this on audio, then go watch it on YouTube. Uh, go to my Twitter or the Rice right or Wrong Twitter page. and or just search
5: Echo Park because it's the first yes. thing that's going to come up, guaranteed.
6: Yes, into 37 minutes into the video. just Just fast forward Seconds. on into it. <laughs> Thirty seven minutes. So here is the video. So this guy street, rate, He decides that he's going to go up a hill in his Tesla and the Tesla flew like I mean, it literally looked like the movies, right? Like where car flies in the air and it lands, except for in movies, you know, they just so happen to be able to keep going. But this guy could not, because he crashed into parked cars.
5: Oh my God.
6: So, if that wasn't bad enough, here's another angle. Dude, the car literally flies it's taller than people it flies like 10 feet in the air and then here's the dipshit uh making a video about it i just crashed my new tesla oh
4: my god, oh my god. Oh my god.
6: and then yeah Oh, there's there's one more video. <laughs> um, but before yeah, I show you the, but here, before I show you the video, it reminded me of this video.
4: Hey. Oh. <laughs> oh,
2: <there's-> oh, <laughs> oh. Ah.
6: I need to go to the ER. Take me 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 to the ER. Bro, what would you do? Well, actually, first thing is, this is exactly why they don't let kids, uh, well, men under 25 rent cars. And the reason why that is important is because this car was actually rented. He didn't buy the he didn't buy a new Tesla. He rented a Tesla and then went and was like, hey, yo, uh, I bought I bought the damage waiver. Here's your car back. Now, here's the uh, other video.
5: Into a Subaru at the bottom of the hill. There's 20 people. Uh-huh. Filming this jump. No, I don't think so. This is okay. Every, everyone is fine. There's 20 people. Fi- are, are any of these people liable? Like who? No. How are they liable? They're all standing around filming it, which makes me feel like they were part of it. Okay. If they orchestrated a hit and run, do they not? I don't. How did all I know is orchestrated hit and run.
6: This fool drove the car, dude. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, like, like, okay. So I was on the on board with old girl being somewhat culpable in that kid's sui- suicide death when she knew he was suicidal she was like, "Kill yourself, kill, kill yourself." She's culpable there. If all the people like, hey, yo, 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 drive your Tesla over, over here. Let's see if it can fly. No, they didn't have to convince him because that's the problem with men under 25, especially and has been the downfall of so many men is is uh, three. They can't handle themselves
5: around Teslas and claw machines. No, (laughs) no. It's
6: three, three words. Hey, watch this. Hey, watch this. (laughs) that is the definition of men gone wrong. Hey, watch this bitch. Can't do this. Bet you haven't seen
5: one of these pretty incredible last words for sure.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Dude. It's, it's like being in a, in a movie and going to go do something dangerous and saying, baby, I'll be right back. I promise I'm coming back.
5: They're done. Do you, do you think the fact that this has gone like mega viral at this point, this Tesla jumping in echo park, Do you think that this is creating the risk for more people to try to recreate that?
6: Yes, especially now that they know exactly where that (laughs) where where that is, they're going to try it with other vehicles. But but the question is, though. Oh, so so tell them the other part about the story that they may not know
5: about him running from the police and all of this. So he left the scene. The police are looking for him. There's only a thousand dollar reward, which I don't think anybody's going to lift a finger for. And because uh, that's not even like eight days rent <laughs> in Echo Park <laughs> and surrounding areas. So they're looking for him. And the dude made a TikTok making fun of the police for looking for him with F the police playing in the background. The video has been taken down, but this guy is not. He, he doesn't care. He's not taking this seriously at all. He did the whole thing for clout. Um, he's definitely an idiot. I'm grateful for the entertainment it provided and that nobody was injured. But I, I mean, imagine Imagine uh, having the hubris to double down and make fun of the fact that you did this.
6: What What would you do if if Micah if he does this when he's eighteen
5: and he posts it and he posts it on the internet? Yes, I'm getting that thousand dollars to make up for the three hundred that I had to pay him for the claw machine five years earlier. Turning his ass in. Wow,
6: you are cold. Wait, 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 wait. So you would actually
5: turn your kid in for going full Duke boys and 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 launching what what I'm assuming at that point would probably be my car because he's 18 and he can't go out and rent one himself for launching my car into outer space. You're goddamn right. <laughs> oh my god, you might sleep it in my house.
6: All right, so here's the, here's the video of him. Making fun of the police.
4: LAPD didn't like my stunt.
5: Is that white privilege, George?
6: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is the definition (laughs) of white privilege, bro. Not not only not, not what 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 he did is not white privilege. The fact that he's going to go mock the police and like, like nothing's going to happen to you. Okay, bro. That is mm, 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 mm. he needed whoopings when it, when he grew up. All right. uh, The, the last story that we have for you guys is a story about Harry Miller, Harry Miller, former Ohio state football player. He has since retired. He said, Ryan day saved his life. He was suicidal going through some mental health problems, and now he is an advocate out there, you know, trying to make sure that other people, particularly college athletes, don't go through the same thing that he's going through. We just saw uh, Katie Meyer, Stanford goalie. Uh, It appears that she took her own life. Um, And it's kind of crazy because I ended up a little bit connected to that story because my oldest daughter, who goes to LMU, uh, one of her best friends... That's his best friend. And they had no idea that Katie was feeling the way that she that that she was and that all of the things looked very positive. you know like she was happy it seemed and things seemed to be going well well with her life and that yeah, that to have that happen was absolutely shocking. And then coupled with Michael Beasley on the pivot podcast. Thought that that was fantastic. Just showing that like the, because people don't understand that when we're laughing at people, when stuff goes viral, like when he had on the wrong shorts or had them on backwards or whichever it was that he was going through, he had just had two major deaths in his life in the, in like short order, right, right before that. And like the noise from the outside can be crushing to players at times, especially once you get in your own head that other people are thinking other things about you. And Harry Miller's story just, you know, just echoed it. And it's honestly one of the things that I fear for the most with my kids. It's just making sure I know what's going on with them. I mean, even though you can never truly be a hundred percent, I guess, because of some of these other stories, like, Just making sure that they always feel hopeful and that even when stuff goes really, really bad, because in life, sometimes they go really, really, really bad. That 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 is just a season that it will pass, especially if you work your ass off. You know, if you get your ass up and take your ass to work, then it will pass eventually. And that the thing that seemed like it was insurmountable at that point in time will be surmountable.
5: Right. And that, so Harry Miller's message, he was on, um, it was either Good Morning America, the Today Show, or something this morning. Um, he was on there with Carson Daly, actually, blast from the past. Um, and, uh, and he, he was talking about the fact that he said, um, hope is essentially pretending, um, That something is real until you don't have to pretend anymore. So think about it as a sports fan. Like I'm a Suns fan. I hope the Suns win a championship someday, and I have to pretend that that's a possibility until it's no longer a possibility, and I can just reflect back on you have to have a lot of hope for that. Right. And in in Harry Miller's case, he's he's saying like. I don't feel like I have hope for a future, but I'm going to pretend like I do until one day I don't have to pretend anymore. And so his message to everybody, because he's still in it, he's still in the throes of, you know, the urges that he said he's been having since he's eight years old. He said he had kind of a reprieve in high school from it when he was a five-star recruit before he committed to Ohio state. And then he ends up at Ohio state. And it's just a different, it's just a college athletics is a different world. You go out there and you don't perform up to somebody's standard And, you know, they're getting in your DMs and saying you should transfer or saying you should jump off a bridge or or however else people talk to each other because we have way too much access to each other and way too many expectations of each other. You know, and and there's people who who can't just get past things like that because already in them is something that is telling them that they're not good enough or that if they checked out, things would just be better or that they need relief from the pain, no matter how successful they are, no matter how because you had a Chesley Chris, right. Who was the miss USA from Charlotte who just um, jumped to her death at 30 years old. And everybody thought she completely had it made. Everybody probably thought Harry Miller had it made being a, being an athlete at Ohio state university. And what he's saying is, you know, it with the resources that he was given to get help by coach day and by the people around him, it put him in a position to start feeling better. And and his message because not there aren't a lot of people who who have the the bravery to step out and say like hey like I'm not all the way okay yet but I want to give this message to people who are thinking about um, leaving this place because there's a lot of pressure there's a lot of terrible things going on and some people are just more susceptible. To, which, honestly, if we're being really honest, it is a crazy existence. We're on a giant rock 93 million miles away from the sun going 30,000 miles an hour, and there's war and famine and drought, and it would only make sense to have some realization of the human predicament result in depression. There's some people that are able to wall that off and compartmentalize, and there's some people that are not. And they're just affected or it's a chemical imbalance that results in in some level of depression. And Harry Miller is saying in the throes of this depression, like, hey, keep pretending that things are going to be okay because one day they will be and it's not worth you quitting. And I think that that's an important message, maybe the most important message for anybody involved in sports to hear today is that like, hey, I understand that you going through day after day, pretending like things are okay is not who you really are on the inside. But if you have hope that that's who you'll be one day, keep pretending. I've never heard anybody phrase it that way before. I've never heard anybody speak into what somebody might be going through with their, with their depression to highlight the fact that like their hope is a sad hope, but it's a hope nonetheless. And so I'm going to make sure that we link to that clip I think everybody should watch it. I think everybody should have a more full understanding of, of the fact that it also does have a negative effect on some of these collegiate athletes. When you, you have so much access to them, you feel like you can say whatever to them all the time. You know, you, you don't, you don't want to be the reason that somebody uh, makes a, a bad day permanent. You, you yeah, don't want that no. on your conscience, right? You don't want that. And so um, hopefully we can start treating each other a little bit more human. And, and hopefully Harry Miller's message can, can make a, a positive impact. It's one of the most important things I've, I've heard anybody um, within athletics talk about, and I hope he's around for a long time to continue to spread that message.
6: No, cause it, the, those messages of hope are probably the thing that people who are going through it need to hear the most because people who have never, <clears throat> when people who've gone through something traumatic, whether it's a drug addiction, you know, like loss or, you know, uh, deep, deep depression or whatever, like sometimes they can hear the message from people who've never been through it, but sometimes they need to hear the message from people who have been down to the bottoms and the depths like that they have to fully understand and to fully be able to relate to the message. So if his message reaches one, two, ten, hundred thousand, however many people, to keep them above ground and to keep them hopeful because they do have something valuable and great to add to the world, then you know then I think that his that he's done more than more than his share of the work agreed. So yeah, so you guys go check out Harry Miller's story. We'll we'll put a we'll we'll, we'll try to put a tag to it in the uh, d- description. You guys, this is Reiser wrong. I'm George Reiser. He's Ralph Amson. Peace out. Catch you guys later.